rise and shine. In order to rise and shine above what is currently surrounding us in this realm, the believer must understand and know their citizenship is not based in this realm, but is based in heaven where all things are perfect and all things are in order. Because our citizenship is in heaven, we carry that spirit and that authority with us. So we bring that into the environments that we are a part of. In order to rise and shine above what is happening right now, we must rise to our citizenship that is in heaven and we must shine the light of the one who gave his life so that we could have perfect and abundant life here on earth. We cannot deny who we are because the circumstances around us don't seem to be going in a perfect way. We must use our citizenship that is based in heaven to call those things on earth as they should be. Not as we want them to be, but as they should be according to God's will, according to God's authority, according to the dominion that we have by the citizenship of heaven. When I first began to be drawn by the Lord to become more in fellowship with him, it was because I had read the Left Behind series. The Left Behind series was so graphic and so detailed that I had to know if the things that were presented in that series by Tim LaHaye was true. So I started praying for God to guide me to a church where I could learn about his word, about his word and essentially about him and who he came to present himself to the world. And at the time I was making a 45 minute drive to and from work and I found a radio program to listen to on this 45 minute drive in the mornings. And it was a pastor from Calvary Chapel, Carrie. And they would play this pastor's teachings every day. And so I didn't grow up in church and I really was not attracted to all of the theater of church, for lack of a better word. I just wanted the word. I wanted to get to know God. I didn't want the distractions of what I did see when I did go to church growing up. I prayed, Lord, please show me who you are. So this Calvary Chapel in particular taught verse by verse. And so I began to attend this church. 
and I attended this church for approximately eight years. So for eight years, I was getting the word fed to me verse by verse. The reason I was drawn to know more about the word of God, I'm certain it was the drawing of the Holy Spirit. I have no doubt about that. However, as I was reading the Left Behind series, I tried to picture what heaven would be like. And my mind could not wrap around what heaven would be like. It was like it was a blockage. I have an extensive imagination. And that's not to boast. That's just a fact. I've read a lot as I was growing up. And we all know that reading expands one's mind, one's thoughts, one's perceptions. And so because I read a lot, I had an extensive imagination, but I could not see in my mind's eye what heaven was going to be like. So my prayer when I went to the Calvary Chapel to learn verse by verse, to get a better understanding of who this God was, my prayer was, God, allow me to understand and to know and to perceive what heaven will be like. At the time, I didn't know what I was asking for. But I know in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind, I so desperately wanted to be able to perceive what heaven would be like. And I know that burning desire was a calling out of the God that was in me to the God who had created me. So it was a burning desire for me to understand what heaven would be like because I now had a burning desire to be with my God. So as I began to dive in to the word that was being taught verse by verse and going to the Bible studies and going to other churches, to their women's ministry outreaches and other presentations, I began to... be aware of the presence of God, which I found to be an actual tangible presence. As I stated before, I went to Calvary Chapel, which taught verse by verse, and I do understand it to be a spirit-filled church. The other churches that God would have me be invited to or he would just drop an invitation in front of me for me to see and to go check out 
weren't always churches that taught verse by verse. Some of these churches, they would dance. They would get charismatic. They would, as the term was coined, I can't tell you when. I'll go back and check my history. But hooping, there were churches that the pastor would hoop. But the overrunning theme was that God was drawing me closer to him. And he wanted me to expand my mind to understand that regardless of what the appearance was or what it looked like, he wanted me to study the presence of his Holy Spirit so that I wouldn't get accustomed to his spirit only dwelling in certain settings depending on who was speaking, how they were speaking, where they were speaking, what they were speaking. They had to be speaking the word, of course, and thus says the Lord from the Spirit of God. But he didn't want me to get caught up in being comfortable doing things a certain way all the time. Of course, again, that didn't that wasn't obvious to me at first. It's only become obvious as I look back over my life and see what God was doing when he was calling me closer to him. He was letting me know that he was all encompassing of every style, fashion, way, any way that his spirit dwells in a habitation, in a dwelling. He wanted me to be able to discern when it was truly him and not the spirit of another. He was training me to hear his voice. And it wasn't hearing his voice with only my ears. It was hearing his voice with my heart, with my mind, with my spirit. That he was beginning to welcome me in to with his presence. So this is how God began to teach me about what heaven would look like. Because my desire to perceive heaven was so great I didn't get the answer from him that I would just have to wait and see what heaven would look like the desire was placed in me so strongly that he was allowing me to know that I could have heaven right here on earth In last week's episode, I talked to you about how I really dislike catchphrases or just empty sayings that really have no meaning. Um, One saying that I really, and I don't know if I can put enough emphasis on really, I, I know that's not grammatically correct, but... 
a phrase that I have an extreme distaste for so that um, everyone knows I can speak correctly when need be, need be. But a, a saying that I really dislike hearing is that someone could be so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. That bothers me to no extent. Because our earthly good is determined by how heavenly minded we are. God placed the Holy Spirit in the earth to hold back the darkness. He placed the Holy Spirit in the earth so that we could dwell in the light. So our our only earthly good is the fact that we're heavenly minded. And that's where we get to our citizenship being in heaven. There are rights and privileges that exist as citizens of heaven that because we are here with the spirit of the living God in us, we bring to earth. The only good thing that is in me is what God places there. And the Holy Spirit dwells in me, so he is all good. So the only good I can do on earth is that which is in me that is of heaven. God gives us so many promises in his word that he doesn't mean for us to take singly and just spit it out whenever the the, the atmosphere or the audience is conducive to hearing it. When he tells us that we can speak those things that are not as though they were, that is a citizenship right of being in heaven. When he tells us that if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can tell this mountain to move from here to there or be removed and tossed into the sea, that's not something he just wants us to hoop about. That's a citizenship right that we have when we truly believe that our citizenship is in heaven and when we truly can perceive what heaven is like. I have never traveled outside of the United States. So when I talk about Italy or Greece or France or Zimbabwe or Ghana or any of the other countries that I want to visit, it is only by imagination or what I have seen on paper, on on the internet. It's nothing that I could tell you about Italy, Greece, Ghana, or Zimbabwe that is truth. I can tell you they're beautiful. The landscapes are amazing that they will take your breath away. I can say that and not lie. But when I say that, it's not from personal experience. When I speak about the greatness and the grandness and the excellence of heaven, I can speak from that personally because I have a citizenship in heaven and I've been there. Moreover, God has shed 
the perception of heaven abroad in my mind, in my heart, and in my spirit. So I am constantly there. It's not a place that I visit. That is where I dwell. His presence is where I dwell. So there is no way that I can be an inhabitant of this realm and not affect what is going on around me just by being present with the spirit of the living God inside me. But more than that, God says, open your mouth and believe. And that we can call those things the way they should be according to the righteousness that exists not only in heaven, but within us. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up by emphasizing the responsibility that we have here on earth. And the responsibility is nothing weighty, is nothing burdensome, because God tells us to take his yoke upon us. And his yoke is not burdensome. It's easy and it's light. So the only responsibility we have is to acknowledge who we are as citizens of heaven. I talk about God, heaven, the Holy Spirit, the word, the wonderful things that God does constantly. I'm sure there are a number of people, actually I could give you proof, but I'll just say there are a number of people who do not enjoy talking to me because I love talking about God. Love it. And I know the ladies, probably the gentlemen as well, can tell you about people who when they're in love with someone, that's who they talk about constantly. They find ways to bring that person up just in regular conversation. I do that with God. I find ways to talk about him and to bring him into the conversation. And when I find another person who loves God in the same manner, guess who shows up in that conversation? God does. God does. So when God shows up to be a part of the conversation, he brings the entire core of heaven with him. Just the mention of his name causes things to change causes things to happen and I spent many many years confused bewildered disappointed discouraged that I couldn't really find people who love to talk about God in regular conversation it wasn't as hard to find someone to talk about God on Sunday 
that's not too hard at all when you're gathered together and you're saying you're gathering together in his name. You can usually find somebody to talk to God about. But try talking to somebody about God on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. Where it's not a mandatory or coerced Bible study. Or you're not around the pastor or the missionary or the evangelist or the prophet. Just try to start a conversation about God and about heaven and about the privileges and the rights we have as citizens of heaven. And how when you look around at the things that are happening right now, that God foretold us about these things. And not only did he foretell about these things, he gave us instructions about how to handle it. And how much greater is that when you get a group of people together who love God with all their heart, mind, and soul, and they start discussing him and his beauty and his majesty and his wonderfulness and truth and in spirit. Things will change. That's not being too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. That is being completely good and encompassing the power that our God gives us just with the mention of his name. Worshiping him in spirit And in truth, and the truth is, there is no God greater than our God. So why aren't those who are called to follow Christ not mentioning his name in the midst of chaos, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of pain, in the midst of ignorance? It has been my experience that when someone mentions just the phrase, not even referring to anyone, that no one needs to be so heavenly minded that there are no earthly good. The focus is not on heaven. The focus is not really even on earth. It's on possession and not the possession of the promises of heaven, but the possessions of this earth that is truly the concerned. It's almost as if the phrase should be, don't talk to me about heaven because I got too much I'm trying to do here on earth. That's really what's being said. Because in the heavenly places, we have all things that we need 
for a good life. We ain't got to hustle or work the word. That's another one of those phrases that I have an extreme distaste for. Work the word. Hate that term. That's like somebody saying to work the person that you love the most. That you're only going to work them and hustle them for what you can get here on earth. Not get close to the word, not get intimate with the word, but work the word. I'm trying to stay holy, but that really bothers me. And I don't see how it cannot bother anyone who loves God with their entire mind, body, and soul. The word is not a tool to be worked. The word is a man called Christ. The lover of my soul. So please never refer to him as something that can be worked. So in all honesty, I believe that's why we see the chaos that we see now and we see the uprisings of ungodliness and the darkness overtaking because the light is not true. The light is not pure. Darkness cannot overtake the true and pure light because light drives out darkness. But if you got some kind of artificial light that doesn't have a lot of wattage or power to it anyway, the darkness can overtake that. And where does the power come from? The power comes from the Most High God. The power comes from just mentioning His name and worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. Whole truth, nothing but the truth. Not half truth, not towing the line. Well, I believe Jesus saved me from my sins and I'll go to heaven one day. But right now I'm going to work the word. Or I'm going to hustle. Or I'm going to get whatever I can get while I'm here on earth. Not considering that the citizenship that is the most important citizenship is the one that's in heaven. So I will conclude this podcast asking, beseeching that the believers and followers of Christ will take the responsibility To serve him as the citizen of heaven and to worship him in spirit and in truth and to bring the all power of heaven to earth to drive out the darkness because we are citizens of the light. God bless you.